Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to our latest mock draft. Missed a couple over the last week or so due to uh, scheduling issues related to my children. (laughs) Yeah, I'm putting it on him, man. At some point, at some point, my kids are going to be old enough to come back and like watch a handful of dad's old YouTube videos, and they're going to see me clowning on them like, come on, dad, why are you blaming all of your inability to cover things on us being in school or not? Well, kids, because that's the reason that daddy can do anything or not in this universe right now. But they're in school right now. So we got a mock today. We'll have a regular show later on, uh, probably closer to lunchtime, Pacific time. I guess it's lunchtime now on the East Coast. But welcome to the live mock draft. I am Dan Bespris, at Dan Bespris on Twitter, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. The uh, live mock will begin in about 20 seconds. I gave myself the nine pick. There are a couple of autos in the middle of the round which I think we can kind of work around. That's going to screw things up, so this will probably be a shorter one if that indeed is what holds here. Uh, Maybe go about 50, 60 picks deep, but once you get to that point, you start to hit a a pocket where players are getting auto-picked that would normally either fall or potentially go a little bit sooner, and so you don't know exactly what that means. Uh, For those of you that are new to the Dan Bespris September mock draft way of living... I am recon mocking right now, meaning that I am taking players that I normally would not take just to see where the players I am looking at are going. I don't want to be the one to take them because I'd like to see how far they fall without my input. Luka Doncic goes first in this draft. That was not an auto-pick. Then Jokic, then Embiid, and then Tatum, Halliburton, and Shea got auto-picked in a row. Uh, that leaves Steph as part of the sort of that top seven contingent. I, uh, I I checked in on Twitter a little bit, and it it doesn't quite match up with the Yahoo ADP information because on on Yahoo right now the ADP suggests that uh, it's going Tatum, Halliburton, Steph, and Shea, and in real life it's going more like Halliburton, Shea, Tatum, Steph, which I thought was kind of interesting. Kevin Durant goes eighth. Um, I'm gonna take. Mm, I let's see who do I not really care that much about seeing where they go. Let's go Giannis here at nine. I'm probably not gonna end up with Giannis almost any place. I'm not a big punt free throw guy in head to head. I mean that is what I would do if this was a real draft. Now if I took Giannis at nine, I would lean into the punt free throw build, but I'm not gonna. I want to see where Dame and AD and Kyrie and those guys go. Um, So first bit of information, LaMelo Ball goes 10th. That's really... I think LaMelo might end up being a punt field goal guy this year. Uh, No, that's what kept him out of the top grouping last season, and along with health. Anthony Davis goes 11th, which, frankly, is, is kind of a good place to get him. Um... You'll have some interesting choices coming back probably in the second round. Uh, Where you get messed up a little bit is, again, this is head-to-head, so you really do want your guys to be playing their ball game. So Anthony Edwards, Mikael Bridges go 12-13 in this mock. 
Those are your durable dudes, along with uh, possibly Demonis Sabonis. Dame goes 14th. I'm down on Dame this year, but if he falls to 14th, I would probably take him, just for whatever that's worth. I don't think I'm taking him at 8 or 9, where you're seeing him go in a lot of drafts, but 14, I certainly would. Get Dame in the second round? I don't care if he gets traded to Miami. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I think that might have been an auto. Alex appears to be in the room. Oh, one of those three teams that was autoing the first time around actually signed in this time. So it's me at 16. I'm not that curious where JJJ is going, so I'm going to take him and see what happens next. If Booker stays in this front group, or does someone come up and kind of take his spot? We've seen Donovan Mitchell moving up the board at a pretty good clip here lately, and that's probably what's being debated, even though I personally... And there goes Booker at 17. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain that I'm Donovan Mitchell there over Booker. Call me crazy or don't. It's up to you. Booker goes 17. Larry Markkinen goes 18. And then a pair of auto picks, Van Vliet and James Harden, uh, go 19-20. So that, again, not super useful information there on where those guys are going. The fact that Donovan Mitchell did not go 17 or 18 is super interesting. Trey Young goes 21. Again, this is a head-to-head mock, so not surprising that he would jump into the mid-late second round. That's where he belongs in head-to-head. That's not where he belongs in Roto. There goes Donovan Mitchell finally at 22. And maybe you end up in a draft where Mitchell falls to the end of the second round and you get lucky. I just don't think that's going to be the case in most mocks. And so I'm going to kind of write this one off as a byproduct of having two auto picks in there. One of those teams would have taken Mitchell, I would think. Ah, we just lost a team. Jimmy Butler goes 23rd. That's pretty surprising in head-to-head, given if they trade for Dame, I, I think you'll see him getting some days off. Sabonis at 24, very reasonable play there. Paul George at 25. To, my, to me, is too early for PG, because he just can't stay healthy. Kawhi goes 26. I'm fine with him going in the third in most formats. Definitely love that for Roto. A little bit dicey on head-to-head, but again, when he's out there, he's a top-six dude. Cat at 27, quite reasonable. Wembenyama at 28. That's where he's been going. You're not going to get me to do it. Desmond Bain, finally off the board at 29. That's really surprising how far he fell. He'll beat that. LeBron at 30. Chet Holmgren back up at 31. He went late in our mock on Monday, our Labor Day mock. Uh, Like in the mid-to-late 40s? Typically, you're seeing Chet go near 40 as Jalen Brunson goes at 32, and now it's my turn. Who am I not interested in here? Uh, I'm interested in all of these guys. I'll just go Siakam because he's most likely to go next. Jalen Brunson at 32 is pretty damn early in my eye. I don't don't know how he gets to that marker per game without a pretty stark change in how many defensive stats he gets, and that that's just not a thing that happens to a guy this far along in their career. Cade goes 34. Miles Turner goes 35. Between those two guys, I'd rather have Miles Turner. I know he's a little bit more of a one-trick pony, so maybe Cade makes more sense as a head-to-head shot to take. But, like, you get Miles Turner at this juncture, you're getting a dude that typically runs top 25 per game or better. He was number 20 last year, and he's basically the unfettered center on that team. And then you just have to hope he stays upright, which I think he will this year. I think Indiana is going to be trying to win. DeJounte Murray at 36, pretty damn safe play. 
DeJounte, very safe spot to get him. Uh, I like that. End of third, beginning of fourth. That's a... It's weird to think that DeJounte Murray has a little bit of an old man flavor to him this year, but he was number 36 per game last season, played in 74 ball games, so he trounced that by totals. And uh, people are just not excited about him at all. Darius Garland goes 37. Um, also relatively safe pick. I mean, he was down near number 50 last year, so maybe not the guy that I'm targeting there, but you have a pretty safe floor with him. Porzingis at 38. I don't think I'm going Kristaps unless he falls into the mid-40s in head-to-head leagues. Roto, I might squeeze a little bit sooner, just to kind of throw that in there for those of you that might be thinking what would be the differences if you were going Roto here. Bam at 39, very, very safe play for Bam at 39. Notable here that Walker Kessler and Nikola Vucevic are both still on the board. I am... Not even the tiniest bit interested in where OGN and Obi's going this year. So I'm going to take him just to get him out of the way. And let's see what the rest of these other things shake out. There are a couple of autos coming up here. Not this guy or the next guy, but it'll be pick 43 is an auto play. Uh, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Folks, uh, while I have a second as Vooch finally goes at 41, that's a that's an outstanding grab. Jamal Murray, 42. Drew and Kessler get autoed at 43 and 44. Hey, please take a second to click thumbs up. Please beg of you. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. There are like anywhere from 400 to 1,200 people that watch these things right now this time of year, and there's like 22 likes, so I know some of you are watching and not doing it. Please do it, uh, and obviously subscribe to the YouTube page because I'm going to be doing a ton of these as we lead up to the season October the 24th. We got a lot to do. We got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. Fantasy NBA Today, by the way, my podcast, uh, available anywhere podcasts can be found, and... We're going to be talking, we're going to be getting into a little bit more of the third round today. We've covered the first and the second round in excruciating detail. It's time to push a little bit farther. Jordan Poole goes 45. That's pretty early for Poole. Fox, 46. Jalen Brown, very safe play at 47. Brandon Ingram and his injury stuff at 48. And Alperin Shengun at 49. Wow. I will give a pretty firm no thank you to Shengun at 49. That's... I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get on board with that one. Uh, also, if you're watching live with us here, feel free to throw a question or two in the YouTube chat room. I know there's a handful of you that are tuning in. I didn't make a big deal out of posting when this show was going, but uh, it's going. 
I think that team that had been autoed finally just signed in. That's pretty weird. Welcome to the draft in the fifth round, friend. You weirdo. Uh, Evan Mobley at 50. Zach Levine at 51. I like both of those, actually. Maxi at 52. We see Maxi slide towards 60. If you can get him towards 60, you got a real steal there. At 52, you're probably in okay shape. Demar at 53. He'll blow past that with his eyes closed. Unless he magically gets super old all of a sudden. Scotty Barnes at 54. That's probably not the direction I go there. DeAndre Ayton. Relatively safe pick at 55. Not a ton of upside built in on that one, though. He's a low shot-blocking big. You've still got some shot-blocking bigs floating around. In fact, they're the two names at the top of the board right now. Nick Claxton and Brooke Lopez. There goes Claxton at 56. My turn now. you got two more centers here. Aiton, Claxton, Brooke Lopez, Jared Allen all on the board. I don't know that I have the stones to go Jalen Williams in a normal draft, so I'll take him here just to see what these other guys do around me because now you got a bunch of live bodies. This, this draft actually filled up. I thought we'd only go top 60 in picks, but now there's 11 out of 12 living teams in this thing, so uh, let's ride it out a little bit longer. Um, I can try to answer some questions in the middle of the draft, or maybe I could go later. Oh, no, that dude just left. He signed in just to see what the draft board looks like. Oh, what a wank. All right, anyway, so Brooke Lopez goes 59 after Josh Giddy at 58, which is, again, much more of a head-to-head -head type of build guy. Same with Julius Randle at 60. Those are dudes that I'm probably not touching in most formats. Bradley Beal at 61. He'll probably be in the 60s. Paolo Moncaro at 62. Clay Thompson, whoa. We've seen him fall into the 80s and 90s, but he got pounced on in this one. It's back to me again. Um, pick 64. Who am I not? I'm not really that interested in Devin Vassell. I'm kind of worried that you're going to see a lot of rest stuff with the Spurs again this season. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they got that out of their system last year. But I'm not willing to take that shot. Dude with the Atlanta Braves logo picks Jared Allen. Zion goes 66. I mean, he's like... Zion's all over the map this year. We've seen him go in the early 50s all the way to the mid-80s. No draft has fully made up its mind on Zion Williamson yet. So this dude signed in and then signed back out, so now we got to wait the full 30 seconds for him uh, to make his pick. Cool, man. Thanks for crapping all <laughs> over our mock draft here. All right, so Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, they get autoed 67 and 68. That's a shame. I was, I'm interested to know where Chris Paul goes if it's not getting auto-blasted. Uh, we'll go a little bit longer here. It seems like maybe there are three teams getting autoed. Rudy Gobert goes 69. That's real late for Rudy. I think his blocks come back up a little bit this season. Call me nutso. Call me nutso butso. But I think Rudy's blocks come back a little bit. Hey, uh, mid-show reminder again to please do hit that thumbs up and subscribe button. I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. That's a big reason why we're trying to churn out tons of content. I want as many of you guys to subscribe as humanly possible, so that way when we're doing all of our live shows during the season, you guys can get some of that enjoyment as well. And, of course, everybody that watches this, and anytime you hit like or subscribe, it pushes us farther into the YouTube algorithms. That's also very helpful. Michael Porter Jr. at 70. Eh, it's fine. Not my favorite, but it's fine. Derek White at 71. Also fine. 
I thought Derek White would slide farther in drafts. That's like one of the big disappointments for me this draft season is that Derek White isn't going in the 80s or 90s. Franz Wagner at 72, John Morant 73. I don't, I don't know how you take John Morant. You know he's missing the first 25 games. I mean, there's a certain comfort in knowing when he's eligible to come back, but good Lord. I mean, you wipe out a third of the season right out of the shoot for a guy that has, obviously he's good at a lot of stuff in fantasy, but he's got those holes in his game too, so you got to kind of build around that. Clint Capella, relatively safe play at 74. Jalen Green at 75. Not, again, I've said this on other mocks, but he's not really my cup of tea. You know my tack with fantasy as Middleton and Jeremy Grant go 76-77. Middleton is is kind of an unpredictable one here. I'm not a guy in fantasy that tries to be the smartest person in the room. I'm comfortable with that strategy, meaning... I very rarely take the player that I think needs to make a jump to get to the next level. Rarely. Not never, but rarely. I'm usually looking for the guy that we already know about his stat set, and maybe he moves into a better position to utilize that a little bit better. Or, and we get a lot of picks this way, as Mitchell Robinson goes 78 and Tyler Hero 79, Terry Rozier at 80, and now it's my turn, so uh, let's go someone I'm not going to pick here. Let's just get D'Lo off the board. Most of the time, I'm comfortable just taking guys that are falling farther than I think that they would. Like, you know, Jakob Pertl still on the board here. I don't know why everybody's so damn low on Jakob Pertl. He was dynamite for Toronto at the end of last year. We're in, what, early 80s now in picks? Tyus Jones is a very reasonable grab. There goes Tobias Harris and Buddy Heald. Tobias has been moving up the board here with all the James Harden stuff. There goes Pirtle at 84. I wonder if that dude was listening to me describe the mock in real time and decided, I better get this dude. We'll go to about pick 100. People are starting to leave the draft now, so I don't want to go too much farther into this thing. Marcus Smart is the top name on the board right now in in, uh, X rank. I'd be a little bit cautious with him. I'd rather go Tyus Jones. Then Markel Fultz is still up there. Spencer Dinwiddie, you got this little surge of point guards in the 80s. Miles Bridges goes off at 85. That's a dice roll. CJ McCollum at 86. Uh, yeah, safe-ish play there. He'll probably do about that level of production. Still got Wiggins out there. Melton could be a monster in Philly if Harden gets moved. Anthony Simons is still on the board. That's surprising to me. I mean, they're just guys here that have big roles, and people seem comfortable going for wacky volume dudes. Jaden Ivey at uh, 87. Not crazy. My turn again. Uh, who do I want to just move out of the way here? I am not drafting Trey Jones in any draft, not with the way the Spurs are going to be running things this year. So let's just move him out of the way. Don't look at my team, guys. This is, again, is the... is the There goes Tyus Jones at 89. He, sh- he should have gone earlier than that uh this my team is the all recon team i don't think i think i don't think i took a single single dude in this draft that i'm actually targeting in real life uh there goes false and smart 91 and 92 stepped on something under my desk i don't know what that was uh we'll we'll just go basically to pick 100 because then there's a couple of autos and then we'll then we'll log out and take a couple of questions here and and sum up a little bit Time Lord at 94. With Kristaps and Horford around in Boston, 
Now, Time Lord will get his stuff, but it's going to be more like last year where the minutes are a bit more limited. And, you know, Boston basically just saying that we don't think this dude's knee is ever going to be quite right again. John Collins at 95. He'll probably blow through that with his eyes closed. Wendell Carter Jr., 96. Onyeko Kongwu at 97. Kongwu, people are talking about, like, needing a Clint Capella trade for Okongwu to bust loose. Friends, he was number 75 in 9-cat last year. I know it's not glamorous because it was 10-7, and seven, but two defensive stats, 64 from the field and 78 at the free throw line for a center. That was good-ish. Spencer Dinwiddie, 98. Pretty safe play around 100. Austin Reeves at 99, also relatively safe there. I don't know that those guys have a, a truckload of upside the way that, say, like an Okongwu or a Collins might. You say these guys, we've seen them do it before. Whoa, there go the autos. Jabari Smith Jr., Andrew Wiggins, DeAnthony Melton. Um, I'm going to turn on my auto play now because I think we've we've moved out of the realm of reasonable. Too many... Once you get into this range, you just can't have people auto-picking. It gives you the wrong sense of where someone might actually get to you. If these three teams, and now four with, with my team involved, if these three teams were real, there's a much higher chance that Gafford or Simons or Duran or Gary Trent, these guys I'm looking at here that are all right near the top of the board but haven't gone yet because every time these auto guys come up, they just take the name at the top. This is a much more useful, these drafts where you have two or three auto-picking teams, you can get away with one, I think, for and go deeper into the draft. And we got down to one briefly. Uh, but once you have two, three, or even four, you, you just there's no point really in going past like pick 75. Because at that point, people are grabbing all over the map. And if you have three teams that are not doing that, you're getting an inaccurate assessment of what's coming next. And I know people are like, Dan, why don't you put your Twitter followers in these drafts? I don't want to know what the people are doing that already listen to me. I want to know what the people are doing that don't listen to me because those are the people that I'm going to be in drafts with, by and large. A regular, true cross-section of the fantasy drafting community is what I'm looking for. So that's why I just parachute into these mock drafts and do whatever. I want to see what the public at large, the folks that are reading Roto World or Roto Wire or Basketball Monster or, or us at Sports Ethos, everybody, the whole group all coming together, what's everybody doing? Not just the people that already listen to me and do the stuff that I'm saying to do. Let's take a couple of questions here. Uh, I'll leave the draft board up, but small. Um, so if you guys, I, I, it's going to be hard to see, I think. But if you really wanted to zoom in, you could probably do it. And I'll throw it up again before the uh, before I sign off. Uh, Warren Fernandez asked if this was a live feed. It is very much, Warren. And then you had a follow-up question. Anyway, you can say... Uh, no, I, <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to mock all of your league mates. Sorry, Warren, <laughs> but you did get it put on the screen, so that's something. What's up, dude? Uh, are there industry mocks coming up? Yeah, usually we do a Roto industry mock towards the end of September. Um, and, I mean, even that has its flaws because in a mock with industry folks, they're, we're all more willing to take shots that in a real draft, we're like, ah, I don't want to get that sort of wacky with it. Um, but it is good to know kind of like who the other voices of the industry are talking about. Who are they high on? Who are they low on? 
because you, then you can have a better idea of where players might shift in ADP over those last few weeks of the year. So, um, yeah, there will probably be some of those coming up. Um, might just have some folks from Sports Ethos in the short term pop on these with me. Um, but for now, still in recon mode. JL says, the game time decision besides some of the players' names, is it worth noting or is it left over from last season? It's a little bit of both, actually. So, yes, I would, uh, if there's like a little injury tab on it, you can click in and see why they have that game time decision call. Um, Sports Ethos obviously has the feed, with it, which is Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. So you can check that out as well. Um, but you want to click in on it and check whether it's from the past or from the future. Based off the early head-to-head -head ADPs, Yellow Mamba asks, does anyone seem too high or too low? Yeah, I mean, a ton of guys, but that's why we're doing these mock drafts. And uh, that's why you guys are all going to be listening to my actual shows on Fantasy NBA Today, right? Because we're talking a lot about ADP. Yes, right? Come on over to that feed. But we're also doing those on, on YouTube as well, so... Um, just make sure you listen to all of our shows and you'll get all the ADP information you can handle. I talk way too much about ADP. Is Ben Simmons worth it as the very last pick? Yes. Last pick, go for it. Anything beyond that? I don't think I'd go... I think I'd be willing to take a shot on Simmons at like pick 120 or beyond probably. But And again, with the mock drafts, it's not always perfectly clear where guys are going to fall to. Uh, but you you don't have, you know, the end of the, the ninth round is pick 108. And by that point, a lot of the really obvious plays are off the board. I'm looking at the draft board here, even in the mock that we just did. And here, I'll, I'll make it a tiny bit bigger for everybody that's watching so you guys can see what's up with the draft board. Um, if you look at the end of the ninth round, that's Draymond Green on your board in front of you. And then Gary Trent is the first pick of the 10th. There are very few really obvious plays after that. You know, you've got like some safe guys like Keegan Murray and Mike Conley, Jaden McDaniels, uh, but not a, a boatload of the like, oh, well, Gary Trent Jr., like Kyle or uh, what am I face? Freddie Van Vliet is gone. And they brought in Dennis Schroeder. So, you know, Gary Trent's going to probably have more to do this year. Those types of things. Even going backwards from that. Anthony Simons at pick 107 or whatever it was. You have these guys that are obvious full-time starters minutes, that are obvious full-time starter minute roles, and there just aren't as many of those once you get past pick 110, basically. So if you're looking at Ben Simmons, like, around pick 120, and when I say 120, I, I mostly mean, like, did the guys you're looking for come off the board between 110 and 120? Did the last few players you were targeting, did they disappear because if so, then you take a shot on it. But if there's a guy left that you really like, like, you know, say you wanted to take a, a flyer on, like, a Colin Sexton or something like that, and he's still there, you go there, and if Ben Simmons doesn't get back to you, I don't think it's the end of the world, but if he does at your next pick, whatever that is, 128, 130, then you just sort of push him back, back, back until you get to where, oh, well, I don't have anybody that I really want right now, but Ben's still out there, so why the bleep not? That'll do it for our mock today. Again, a reminder at the end here as the last few picks wind down on the actual mock draft that you guys can see. I am at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S, on the Twitters. We're doing a lot over there right now. Please, again, 
thumbs up it. Please thumbs up it. Subscribe to our YouTube page. We've got all these things. I'm going to try to get another mock going uh, either tomorrow or over the weekend. Weekends are kind of tight, but we'll keep doing these, trying to do it every other day right now. We may ramp it up to even more than that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and, of course, I will have the regular Fantasy NBA Today episodes, simulcast, pod, and on YouTube um, every day, Monday through Friday until the end of time. And everybody, someone always asks, oftentimes it's Blake, our former hockey host, uh, what my shirt is. And these are the Ninja Turtles, but the actual artists. So my weird, my weird t-shirt collection rumbles on. Thanks for every, uh, thanks to everyone for listening here. We'll be back again in a couple hours with today's real episode. But for now, adieu. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.